to Literarily Wasted. My name is Talia. And I'm Christy. And I'm Lucas. <laughs> and I am Adam. Hi. Sitting behind the computer with all of my furry friends. Nope. <laughs> Off to a great start. Nope. That's not <laughs> what we're all, doing. They're all back there. That's not what we're talking about tonight. Okay. Back to you. What are we talking about tonight? Well, this is the final discussion for The Eyes of the Dragon by Stephen King. Yeah. So we're talking about the second half of the book and the book as a whole. And... And someone didn't put their phone on silent. To start, uh -huh. if we want to talk about something that we liked from the book. I liked something from the book that you didn't get to experience. We'll get to that in a second. So, if you read the book, if you had a physical copy of the book, and you were not listening to the audiobook, you might have noticed that as you got closer and closer to the end, the chapters got smaller and smaller until the end, every page is like two chapters. They're just blocks. It's like a paragraph. It's like something happened. Next chapter. And that made me read so much faster. And so it literally... <laughs> sorry. It literally and literarily like psyched me up for the ending because you're just like reading and flipping pages and you're getting to the end of the book and oh my god that's so exciting. Um, so I thought that was a pretty neat move. You didn't get that. Well, to be fair, when you listen to the audiobook at the beginning of each chapter, they say what chapter you're on. Oh, oh god. Yeah. yeah. So, so like every twenty seconds, he's like fifty-seven. Yes, 58. and it was especially great because. So the, the flag, yeah, exactly. The flag chapters, they're counting how many stairs are left. So you see chapter 88 and then 127, 150. And I actually went back to my physical copy to make sure that I wasn't missing like chapters. Like they weren't like intentionally skipping them because it like weirded me out. Wait, that's what you like? No. Oh, okay. It's a reaction to... to <laughs> okay, oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed Naomi actually I enjoyed the introduction mm -hmm. of a girl that doesn't die um oh my god I totally forgot who that was for just a second the only she, girl yeah. in the the book That's right yes <laughs> and her doggies yeah and and she was strong and capable and she didn't need any saving and that was really nice especially in like a classic fairy tale story and I actually really love that Peter is the one who needed saving the whole time and I don't know I thought that was a nice little twist he did not know about the breaking point. Yeah. No, he didn't. Or he did, but he didn't know that the longer it gets. Yeah, can you deal with that? <laughs> not like that. Nope, we're on the internet. Thank you very much. All right, your turn. My turn. <laughs> um, I, I like the dog. What was the dog's name? Frisky? Frisky. Frisky. I, I don't know. I, I think um, just the whole explanation of dogs uh, smelling colors. Oh yeah, that was cool. That that was kind of cool. Um, but I think Chris, Christy had a comment the other night when we were hanging out eating Thai food, and I was like, "Oh, you're kind of right." So I, I, I don't want to go any deeper than that right now. So I'm going to eat my pie and let Adam. I'm going to defer to you now. <laughs> what a cliffhanger! What that it was wasn't weird. it wasn't about the dog either, but we will come back to that. Yeah, yeah. But because <laughs> you said that the other night, and I was like. Oh, that is how I feel about the second half of the book. Ah, we're only talking about things we That's like. That's what I'm deferring to Adam <laughs> in the eating pie. All right. Hi, Adam. Hi. Uh, so things we liked about the book. Um, I don't know. I, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rehash what I talked about the first time and that I liked 
it's simple, straightforward storytelling. Um, you know, I, I, I thought it was a, I had a, it was a pleasant surprise to me. And I had read this book before, but I didn't know. I didn't remember anything about it. But I think what I liked was that I was expecting it to be Peter's story. And it really wasn't. Yeah. It was Pena and Dennis and, and eventually Ben and Naomi's story. It was like sort of their story and how they're going to like save the day. Because Peter just was like sewing napkins for like, you know, four-fifths of the book. For years. With his little finger. You what? For years. Yeah, for years. It was like, yeah, he's going to sew napkins. And it wasn't really Peter's story. It wasn't really Thomas's story. Um, it wasn't even really Flag's story. It was like these sort of people that you would think as secondary characters all of a sudden became like the heroes of the story. And uh, I appreciated that. You know, it's, it's not often you see a story that introduces characters like late in the book, relatively, that end up like being main or like being people you care about. But I actually, you know, I cared about them more than I did like Peter. Oh, yeah. Peter was very, I agree. Peter was very like archetypal. And Thomas was, you know, he had his shades of gray for sure. But like these, these characters just kind of like, you know, in terms of like the class system that exists in the book, these are not like high class people, except for maybe like Pena, who's like the judge or whatever. So I, I like that. I thought that was good. That's, that's me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, what are you doing? We've got we've got pumpkin pie in the house tonight, so it's the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah. We thought it would be appropriate. It was the night before Thanksgiving. Oh, also, yeah. uh, just just a, a quick note. I'm having a bit of trouble getting your comments on the screen. I'm going to try to work on that while paying attention to the discussion. <laughs> so, okay, stay tuned. So that's what we liked about the book. What did we not like about the book? Or something? One thing that you didn't like. Oh, no, I found something I did not like. Okay. Like, the, and it happened not long after I started the second half. Um, so it was something that I noticed in the first half, and then it kind of went away. And then it came back and continued. Like, every other chapter would end with, but was this a good thing <laughs> or was this a bad thing? I'll let we'll you let decide. you decide. And I was like, I get it. I get to decide for myself. I understand. I understand that I make the decision. Stop telling me. Stop telling me. Yeah, that drove me crazy. Well, like, it was so often. But, uh, yeah, no, that's, started to bug me. that's fair. But I do like that it wasn't straight up, Thomas is bad. Yes. And I, I like that they do kind of, like, leave it open. Or But the fact, I guess, the fact that they tell us over and over again yeah. is kind of frustrating. Like, but after every, like, pivotal thing that happened, we like, but was this a good thing? I, I guess we'll find out later. I think if you if you frame it in the context of, like, a bedtime story fairy tale, then it's okay. Because the narrator, it's like, if I were reading But to... it's just one story. It's one long story. You don't have to tell me a bajillion times. I get that. Don't get me wrong. I still really like the book. Just that one, like, oh, my God, I'm the rest of it. <laughs> well, for me, probably the most frustrating part of this book was the narrator of the audiobook. Um, Belky. Yeah, he he did a great job with like the voices and stuff, but it was so much more acting than reading to me that it it threw it off. Especially when Flag is going up the stairs, and every other chapter he's screaming the exact same thing, but like it's really really loud. Like the narrator screams it. And um, that 
that threw me off quite a bit and I probably should have switched to like the physical book because I think I would have had a better experience in the second half of the book. So that, that was my big thing. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, I, that's what pulled me out. So I, I was, I was invested, and I felt, I really liked Flag. I mean, I, you don't like Flag, but I like. But he's his a good villain, yeah. And he was kind of absent from because he was in the north, you know, trying to hunt all these exiles down. Um, so I, I liked his character, and he was kind of absent from the second half of the book until he came back, and he was super lame in that part yeah. because I, I felt <clears> like him running up these stairs with this giant. Uh, you know, acts was kind of uncharacteristic from the way that he wrote him in the first well, half. Also, he was going to secretly kill Peter. Right. And he was not He's making like, it a secret at all. Yeah, he let everybody know exactly so that he was like, going to murder him. Oh, it, it just felt... Well, he's so smart. He like split the dude, the guard's head yeah. down the middle. Like, he's not being subtle about any of this. Yeah. So I... That really pulled me out of it. Like I was fine with his absence, but it just felt like this this guy's been in the shadows for God knows how long and you know four hundred years. Yeah, so and I love that whole setup with, you know, Peter finding the uh the letter and the locket in the stone and I was like, Oh, that's awesome and mm -hmm. I can't wait to see what happens. Um but that, that part with the tower really pulled me out because I just felt like it was so uncharacteristic for the way Flag was written in the first half of the story that for him to be so overt with trying to go after Peter with this giant axe, which I get that you were this, that one time you were the headsman. The headsman. Yeah. But okay, that's not who you are now. Um, but, but again, I, 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 when we were talking earlier about the one thing we liked, I was kind of thinking of the second half of the book and, and I did like the second half but Christy's comment that I, I was referring to earlier was that she didn't like the she nope. liked it less the more I read the, yeah, the less you, I you liked read. it and and I kind of feel the same way I think but but I still really enjoyed it I did like <laughs> that it was straightforward I do have some questions that I guess we can get to in a little bit um for all the Stephen King well Rachel totally agrees there. with y'all especially Christy she says any time of yelling in the audiobook was way too much. Yeah. And on YouTube, Mike said the stairs part was kind of lame, but I love the narrator in general. And he did do really good voices. And I, I like that. It just there's some parts that just threw me off. <laughs> Adam, what did you like? I mean, what did you not like? What did I not like? Um, okay. So, sorry, I was, I'm working on the comments. Some of them came up. I did see Jeff's comment. Yeah, there was, yeah. yeah I got a couple on there. Um, still a little glitchy. Um, what didn't I like about the book? Um, there were there were some things that felt a little like re retready, like rehashy, like mm -hmm. you know. And I always hate this is the thing I hate about video games when you make me like backtrack and retread, and like you tell me something and then I have to go back. So I felt like a, I felt that a lot in this book. Um, you know, he would he would talk about something and he would say, "Yeah, this is the way it is." And then he would go back and tell us the same thing again. Yeah, maybe we got it from a different perspective, but there were times where I was just like, just, just go, <laughs> just get to the next part. Um, that that was annoying to me. Um, you know, I think for as for as interesting as Flag 
is he was still very one-dimensional. Yeah. He was mustache twirly, especially when he's running up the stairs at the end, ah. screaming the, like, <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's like, you know, cartoon villain dialogue. It's like, I'll get you, you and your pretty dog, like that kind of stuff. Like, it was just like, ah, oh. it was a little cringy for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think my main gripe about the book was more, not, was less about the story than about, like, how it was told. And I, I didn't mind so much him being like, well, you'll have to make up your mind about that. Um, I thought that that played into the personality of the narrator, which I thought was nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, it, it was simple. And sometimes I craved more depth and I didn't get it. You know, it's like when you watch uh, a kid's cartoon. I know this is, this is written for his daughter, but like when you watch a kid's cartoon, you're like, I just wish these characters had had more um, more depth. Sorry, I'm trying to put this comment on the screen because I thought it was I a good that, one. Yeah, there was, there was some, forgive me, I lost it, but one of our book club members said that she loved, though, that it was such an easy read. And I do have to admit, that was really, really nice after what we struggled us through last month. It was really nice to have such an easy read. Like, it was a good break. <laughs> like, I, I needed that, I think, after... I had a really hard time with interview. <laughs> I feel like I failed on that one. So this made me feel better about myself. I was able to read it really easily. Um, going back to flags, Philip says that flag on the steps was one of the best heart-stopping parts. Yeah, the James Bond villain. So he gets up there with his axe after he's been screaming his whole way up there and gets up there, sees that he's climbing down, and instead of cutting the rope, he's like, I'm going to let you do your own undoing. Even though I screamed all the way up here and I have blood all over my face, yelling like a crazy person, I'm just going to stand here and watch now and give you the opportunity to escape. Well, he was, I mean, the rope was going to snap. It, that was totally guaranteed. And he didn't know that Peter's friends were down there, like, going to save him. But, um... I feel like that was a very flag thing to do, actually, is to let kind of him, like, undo him. Yeah, I felt that was more characteristic of his one-dimensionality. Yeah. You know, him being a one-dimensional character than uh, running up the stairs and, again, being so outspoken of, I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. he, this is a guy that lurks in the shadows, and I felt like that was a little bit more in line, you know, to be like, mm, you're probably going to die anyway, and I'm just going to stand here and watch. Yeah. Well, and how heartbreaking is it that if he had died, the reason was because of his own miscalculation. Mm -hmm. um, on YouTube, In a Healthy Kitchen said, Flags came He was being bested by a boy, and he lost it. And I like that explanation. That's good. I think... Who said that one? Uh, on YouTube, In a Healthy Kitchen. Oh. Yeah. I like that perspective. Um, we'll see. Philip says he thinks the locket thing was underused, and I agree. I, yeah. I think that was one of the best parts of the second half was the secret, right? And it's 400 years old, and the guy scrawled this letter with, you know, his own blood, and it goes into, I mean, the realization of, of Peter knowing that this is not the first time, and Flag has been in this exact same spot and tried to undo... Uh, the, the entire kingdom, and to realize that, it was like, oh, man, and 
and yeah, you, you get a little bit of it, but to me, it wasn't enough. I, I agree with you, Philip. I mean, it was cool at the end, but like, I don't know. I wanted, I wanted more. It was, I was, like I don't a secret know. treasure. I was satisfied with the fact that he recognized the locket. Yeah, that so, was So, like, cool. in that instant, he knew, and then it went into his friggin' eyeball, and I feel like that was <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Fair. Yeah. Like right? That. You see it, and you're like, oh, no, wait. I've done this before. Oops. <laughs> eyeball jewelry. Yeah. Well, Peter Murphy asked, uh, who was the best character, or who was your favorite character? I think my favorites were probably Naomi and Ben, just because I feel like they were the most well-rounded. But I guess they were also the most, like, classically good. Yeah, they're easy to root for. Yeah. I mean, you can't help but like them. They're doing something great. He, This kid has, like, this unwavering faith and loyalty for his best friend. You can't help but love it. But also, I just love the dog. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the dog. Definitely the dog's up there. Well, it's like the cat in... Uh... We've always lived in the castle. Mm -hmm. We all like the cat a lot, right? Yeah. Um, I just love, but you got to, yeah, reading from the dog's point of view. And my favorite part is that visual of him launching himself into the castle <laughs> wall and disappearing because he jumped into the tunnel. Like, and they couldn't see him through the snow. Loved it. I, I did like when it was from the dog's perspective and tall boy said to, you know, oh, the yeah. way that it was written. Uh, that was, that was pretty clever. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I've, I felt kind of the same way about Naomi and Ben. They were a little bit... I mean, everyone's kind of a cardboard yeah, cutout. Yeah, they are. But uh, I also felt like we didn't get enough of them because they kind of really came in late. I mean, you get the sack race and you get a few other things with Ben, but you kind of don't really get a fully fleshed out character. Oh, um, the, the butler. The butler who's so loyal and he's Dennis? so Dennis? hungry and he's sweeping in all the napkins <laughs> i love that i loved all the stuff set in the napkin room like when they go find him that was a good part that was a good part. Was i was scared so when when they cut that chapter oh, yeah. and it's like and the door opened or whatever when when dennis <laughs> finally he 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 does you know everything he needs to do and he's finally mm -hmm. exhausted and he goes back to the napkin room and he's he's settling down and the door opens and i was like Oh no! And then he's just like, I'm gonna move on to something else for right now. And, and then like, it's like, oh, <laughs> I do love how early on they foreshadowed the napkin room. Yeah, like the moment we heard about the napkins, they were like, this would have all been very different if he had known <laughs> he could just keep all these friggin' napkins. Yeah, but no, he didn't get to because he didn't know. I did love that. Who was it? Which royal person was in charge of the reason why there were so many napkins? Oh, it was like the queen that came into power yeah. after yeah. the locket guy. And she was just employing like all these. Just to give people ladies. jobs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. She bankrupted the kingdom to pay people so that mm -hmm. they could have napkins. We have napkins. I mean, they're paper towels, but you know. It still counts. Yeah. You can't unstitch them, but they're good for. <laughs> that is for everybody. Not just you. I didn't touch my mouth. Lucas, what did you do? I took a drag. You want one? <laughs> no. Ew. Stop. It's for everybody. No, you have whipped cream all over your shirt. Well, I need a napkin. So, <laughs> earlier Adam mentioned that he thought it was neat that it wasn't, like, Peter and Thomas's story. 
Whose story was this? If you can only choose like one the person. That's another person. Well, kind of. That's kind a good of a, answer. Kind of a... uh, uh, yeah, it is kind of <laughs> cheating, but it's a good answer. <laughs> um, I don't know. Or is there one? I don't think there is because I would have almost said flag if they had continued through the end. But I did like how, and someone mentioned it in the comments earlier, how Thomas and, was it Dennis? Thomas and Dennis went off and they did mm -hmm. encounter Flag again. And they're like, and it was a very satisfying story. And I was like, well, then tell me. I want to know what it is. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to read that story where, if, I don't know if that's in some other Stephen King book, but. Um, that's, that's the. Is it, so so they, is that where did they we get that encounter? They mentioned the encounter, but I don't think we see the encounter yet. Mm, but that, do that, we get some details on it? No. Dang it. It's just mentioned that I it happens. Wanna, <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> Blurry. But you should still read The Dark Tower. You'll get I'm, lots more flag. I'm gonna. Um, but yeah, I think I would have thought it was Flag's story if it weren't for that. But yeah, and then it wasn't Thomas's story either. I am glad that he had, you know, his moment of redemption. Mm -hmm. um, I did love that. I kind of loved that after, you know, Peter became king again, Thomas left the kingdom. I thought that made so much sense, and you would never see that in a normal fairy tale or, like, fantasy story. And it also, I felt like that went along with the redemption. It showed so much growth in him mm -hmm. that he realized he was like, I can't. He was like, I can't be here. And he was going to go off and become a better person. And that made me happy for him. So we've got a few people chiming in in the comments. Uh, Brandy says it's Flag's story. Jody says it's the dog's story. <laughs> yeah. I'd read I that. Read Part that. of it is, yeah. Uh, Jeff says it's Thomas because Thomas is, is the one who goes through the most change. Um, Kira says for a little bit thought the narrator was Dennis. Um, so, yeah, everybody's all over the place on whose story this was. I think it's kind of nice because quite often if you're sticking too tight to one character, you're putting a lot of weight on that character's shoulders on whether or not you want to stick with them, whether or not you like them, whether or not you care about their story. And the fact that it kind of bounces around between everybody gives you more opportunity to care about what's going on because you can in just invest in whichever character you prefer, mm -hmm. like the dog. Um, um, and going back to Thomas leaving at the end of the book, Dan Lafferty said, and he didn't just leave because he knew he wasn't wanted. He left to finish the job, which is very different from the Thomas of page one, which I think that's very well said. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> you gotta love that character arc. I'm gonna put it on the screen. It. Do it. Put it on the screen. Where is it? We're on a lag. It's being know. very slow. So, okay. We'll see it in a minute. So on Facebook, uh, Austin Smith said, I found Thomas's character interesting. All through the book, his role was a bit murky, essentially created by and propped up by Flag. Not really a hero at all, but not evil or a straight-up villain. He was a great character right up until the ending where he made his moral alignment very clear. And, I mean, yeah, he was a kid that was completely influenced by Flag, his fear, and just kind of the person that Flag kind of made him as he was growing up. Which we kind of touched on last week, too. Mm -hmm. Or last time. We forget, he's he's still a kid. Yeah. I mean, I know by, like, their standards, in the end, he wasn't. But, like, he was 17, right? 
in the end. Yeah, 16 or 17. Something yeah, like in that. the end when he finally, you know, lock your eyeballs to flag, he's, <laughs> he's still a teenager. Yeah. So, like, good lord, he's gone through some stuff. Also, Michelle is on a date. Drunk. She she just popped in to say hi. Oh, she's on a date. Hi. Thanks for for watching <laughs> us on a date. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Tell your date he should join the club. <laughs> that was not a joke. <laughs> but okay. What were you saying? I don't know. I blanked out. Thomas. Thomas. Was seventeen. Thomas. Yeah. No, yeah. that's not. Um, right. No, I mean, he, he was. You have to think from age like. 10 or 11, he was basically drunk the entire... I mean, oh, yeah. Flag will, had him... That will stunt your growth, by the way. Flag had him just sitting in, here, in a room... And in here. ...drinking and, like, all sorts of messed up. So, yeah, this 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 kid has not had it easy. Um, yeah, he, and he looks like his dad already. So he's, like, a sad little mm. bow-legged, bow like, no-liver, little balding child. Right. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Oh... Um, you know what? He saved the day in the end. He did. Thomas, he did. Thomas, I, you know, we, I don't think we all answered our favorite character oh. question. Oh, we moved you know, on. Whoops. But, uh, I don't even know if you said who you're I started. Oh. Uh, huh. But um, Thomas definitely went through the most. Like, yeah. you know, and, but it's interesting. I, I, can't, I can't say that he's my favorite character because I didn't see him enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't spend enough time with Thomas. And I'm, I probably could have, you know, I wouldn't. You know, I want to read the Thomas Thomas and Dennis go on an adventure story. Did he ever write that? Is that a thing? Well, that that's what they're saying is like the the Dark Tower. It gets it, mentioned it gets, briefly. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm but, I'm in comment land. It's yeah. Hard to tell. Um, but uh, I don't know. My favorite character, I would say Pena, was my favorite. I think he had. Um, he was, he was so like, troubled, because he was the guy that had to make the the ruling and say like, yeah. Peter, you did it. And then he's like, Leonard almost died. I did that. And then, you know, he had to kind of live with it. Uh, well, and he saw he saw the entire downfall from all of that, too. I mean, he, I mean, he, and he felt it personally, right? Like, he had to and that's basically why, like, get evicted. And that's why, being alive was part and, of his punishment. Yeah, The so. fact that Flag did not have him beheaded was part of his punishment. He knew that he had to go into exile and just live with the fact that all of this was partially his fault. Yeah. A lot his fault. So Can y'all see the comments on the screen? Nope. No. No. But that's okay. So Carrie White said about Pena that her favorite character was Pena. He tried so hard to be law and order, to be rational, yet even when he was subjected to emotional whimsy. Wait, even he was subjected to emotional whimsy. Uh, and it was devastating to him to witness the law get twisted into Flag's view, all while knowing he most likely had made a grave mistake without any ability to fix it. Yeah, and he broke the very laws he upheld for so long in order to set things right, and that that's really hard. That's now you can see. Now yeah. you can see. Yeah, you can see it. Yay. Yeah, exactly. So Pena is regretting judging a book by its tears, and you, you uh, saw that he mentioned it a couple of times. So one of the things I went into this book thinking, I heard a lot of complaints that there weren't enough or there weren't any dragons in the book, but I thought there were plenty. Like, we got the dragon fight in the woods, and then we have... The dragon. Yeah, and then we have the dragon's head on the wall that we're seeing through the eyes of the whole time. Yeah, that's the name of the book. So... As one that judges books by covers and by titles, I did expect there to be a little bit more... 
but the eyes of the dragon that oh, that's a no, great it was awesome. title no, it was awesome yeah, yeah because it definitely gives you the we saw the look, crime yeah, we saw the crime yeah. through the eyes of the dragon yeah. i'm through thomas's eyes through the eyes of the dragon. <laughs> so speaking of the eyes of the dragon i have had the song eyes of the tiger stuck in my head <laughs> for a month and a half oh, it has been ridiculous. We can't pay for that. <laughs> Don't say the song. O only three notes, right? No. <laughs> I th that was stuck in my head last time we did the live stream, but I was really good and I kept it. Nice. But no, I get, because um, I'm a nerd, I get an enamel pin. Um, I'll have to post a picture later for every book that we do. And I found mm. this really, really awesome dragon pin. And then it came in the mail. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's this beautiful green dragon. And the pin is like this. <laughs> like, it's like the size of my fist. Um, so, it is a big pin. So, it's uh, so big that Talia... I put it on my jacket and yeah. was like... <laughs> so she was like, I'm going to get this canvas bag. We don't have to talk about pins. shopping right now. It's fine. okay. I have a lot of pins. People want to know about your pins. Not a big deal. Oh. I'll post it on Instagram. So Ian Silva said, I definitely expected there to be another surprise dragon at the end. Mm. That would have been dragon. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of you kind of expect Flag to like turn into, you know, like a Maleficent yeah. kind of thing. No, I would have been mad. I don't know why. That was my first ending <laughs> that popped out. I'd I was, be like, but even Dennis got to look through the eyes of the dragon too. I was expecting Flag to turn into more of a monster i mean he sort of became monstrous but he was just kind of still like an old dude yeah screaming old dude and you know i expected more magic at the end mm -hmm. i expected him to fight with more magic he like he uh but he, he 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 had to he had to run up the steps what magician goes upstairs <laughs> but also when he got locket shot in the eye he pooped yeah he jedi pooped but still like, Don't he didn't, give him that title. He doesn't deserve that was a, it. That was a. I mean, Sith people do it too, but uh, he just that was that was just a defensive move. Where well, was he it? got away? Yeah. He ran where away. were the lightning bolts? Where was like the, you know, the magic? He's evil. He's he's flag. He can do whatever he wants. But and, does he everything that he's done? Like all the practical magic, sorry, movie title that he's done has been like actual like potions and physical spells. Mm -hmm. He's not like a like a. Yeah, there's the bouquet of flowers. That's See, what you would do. But you know what I mean. Look at what Philip said. Flag sort like of Obi Wan. Kind of... Obi Wan died. No, yeah, it's not just me. Joe, you can't put them in the same category. That's well, not fair. To but Obi -Wan. he didn't die. He he escaped. He, yeah. He, but uh, Dan Lafferty says, at a minimum, Flag has a summer home in Castle Rock. I don't know if anybody's watching that, but I, was say, I don't get watch it. Fraggle Rock. Ca Castle Rock is a show that's kind of inspired by Stephen King, and it pulls in a lot of his stories and themes, but oh. it's not actually one of his books. It's that was a great reference that I sorry I did yeah, not get. Was... I will add it to my queue. It's good, but it's it's horror because it's Stephen King. I'm gonna read this comment because it's long. <laughs> Carl Dean says, "Hi, Carl." The only dragon that truly matters is the one on the wall. The voyeurism, the looking in and seeing the crime. We all wish we could be a fly on the wall sometimes. The dragon's eyes allow it to happen. Adam Flagg takes many forms throughout King's world. Ooh, that's the tiny world. on the screen. It is this that keeps him powerful and unpredictable. That makes me so much more excited to yeah. read Carl, the well, Dark Carl's, Tower. Carl, I know, Carl, you're a big fan of the Dark Tower series. So thank you for joining us and chiming in. <laughs> like a huge thing. Do you have your comment if you got your Dark Tower tattoo or not? 
I know that was like a thing that was going to happen. Sorry for putting that out there in the world. Um, yeah, and Scott, now everyone's talking about Castle Rock. Scott says that <laughs> Castle Rock is also a king town. Oh, is so. it? So, so wait, but fun. that's not written by Stephen King? Castle, Castle Rock? Rock isn't. It's just inspired by all his books and but stories and stuff. But there is a town stuff. in a Stephen King book called Castle it Rock? It appears so. Okay. Yes. We're getting do, some nodding. Do you know which one? A, a resident <laughs> He's like, King, yes. King advisor. <laughs> which Castle Rock is in many yeah. books. Okay. Oh, okay. So Castle Rock is in many books. So is it basically just like Camelot? I mean, like, just like a, no. kind of like a rep. No. You just no, got a big nut. Nope. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like a legit, okay, sorry. Oh. So you wouldn't know, because I can't um, read the scary thing. Spoiler, says, spoiler alert. Gene made it to Florida. <laughs> Hi. Be safe in Florida. Don't get eaten by a gator. So there were a lot of parts in this book where things happened because someone got a feeling or someone had a dream or Dennis, his dead dad started talking to My him dog. and giving him instructions. Yeah. And I don't know how other people feel about that, but I kind of felt like it take, took away a little bit, but it also is classic fairy tale. So, But I personally could not live that way. <laughs> I need some hard, solid direction before I make a choice. In my life, I cannot hallucinate that like someone is telling me. It's kind of like the mouse and Dumbo. He's like whispering in his ear. Except that mouse is real. That mouse is real. Are you saying that you think Dennis's dead dad's ghost was like? It's a fairy tale. I don't know. Yeah, and it is a fairy tale, so I think that that kind of makes sense because of that. Um. Right. Everyone's uh, still talking about. So, Carrie White posted something on Facebook, which I had completely forgotten about. She said, what happened to Peter's lady friend? Oh, yeah! Well, okay. I only have my opinion, because obviously this is not in the book, and I don't know. <laughs> um, I would assume that if your beau is charged <laughs> with patricide, and that you're like, I'm going to get a new boyfriend. Yeah. So, I think maybe she just left. And honestly, she she might have gotten beheaded because everybody else did. True. Well, no, because Thomas think about that. It was no, the square was stained right, with their like blood. Super sad, and I did not mentally go that route at all. <laughs> but there's some fan fiction out there about it. Yeah, don't don't ever do don't do that. That's not safe. Not safe for work. Um. Oh, I didn't think about that. So many people. Got but they yes. said they said he was a good king, and uh, we can assume that he carried the line through. So maybe, maybe who was a good king? Didn't didn't he say at the end? I mean, when he's kind of recapping all the characters, um, Peter, you know, Peter was good. Yeah, and he you know ruled and ruled well. I guess or you can assume. Well, let's talk about Thomas as king because first of all, he let all those people be beheaded, and then he allowed what an eighty-five percent tax yeah. on oh farms God. and stuff. How did they have anybody left? Well, they're going through them both ways. I mean, he was so drunk that he <laughs> Not, had no idea. That's true. Like, oh, but like, oh, he flag was somehow able to convince him that those were the right things to do because he's a drunk child. He's a very, very drunk little kid. Yeah. 
That's They'd be true. like, sure, 85 sounds like a good number. That's a big number. I like <laughs> big numbers. Bring back the bear. Well, he even tried to justify it later to, was it Dennis, maybe? He's like, it wasn't 100, was it? <laughs> He's like, I had to. It was the only way. Yeah. <laughs> Scott said, Christy went morbid. I love it. She's secretly super morbid. I don't know what you're talking about. She is. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Oh, no. So much beheading. <laughs> yes, Leanne says so much beheading. <laughs> Can you imagine how much in order to like stain you know? Stain the square. Yeah. That's a lot. And they didn't have pressure washers back then. Right. Or whenever yeah. time period this was, I don't. Well, I think but that means they didn't actually have to have as many to stain it. <laughs> Anyways, Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> We finally got a strong female character, which Yay! we kind of touched on later, later. I looked. She was introduced in chapter 88, which is 70% through the book. You could say that his mother, Sasha, was a strong You're female You're right. Too. And she and somebody, died in I, I childbirth. Forget. But the original queen, the one, like, their grandma the napkin, or whatever. Yeah. Somebody said, I forget who it was, uh, said that that was their favorite character was Sasha. And I could uh, see that. Sasha was a really yeah. good character. I would have loved to have more of her. I, uh, that was one of the best chapters was her little lesson about the napkins and dog mm -hmm. and God. And, um... if you... No, I agree. That was great. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> if you want to go based on percentages, then really this is a strong female book. Because if you think about it, yes, we only had three women. And we only had them for limited amounts of time. But they were all really strong women who did great things. Wait, Sasha, Naomi, and who else? The, the other queen. That oh, yeah, yeah. The okay, one. you're right. And so the rest of the book is men. But other than, like, Ben, <laughs> even Dennis has his moments. Other than Ben, they all are floundering and have moments where they're lost, they're confused, or they're just outright drunk and dumb making mistakes all over the place. So... Not Peter. He did make mistakes. But he had moments of weakness where he didn't know if he wanted to give up. The point is, like, the women were consistent all the way through. So if you want to think about it that way, that helps me a tiny bit yeah. to think about, like, yes, Especially thinking if he wrote this book for his daughter. He's like, okay, maybe there's a bunch of dudes in it. But they're all kind of a mess. And, like, every time a woman showed up, she, like, did something good. And then she, like, disappeared. But then, you know. Yeah, Dan, Dan said most of the men suck. Yeah. So, kind of interesting fact. I think, for me, Naomi and Ben were my favorite characters. Stephen King's daughter's name is Naomi. Oh. And... Stephen King's friend's son is Ben. Did they get married? At, I don't know. But at the beginning, there's um the the thing at the beginning. Philip, while you're looking for that, Philip yeah. says is the dog a girl? The story. I thought that I thought the dog was a girl. Yes. See, all of the good characters. Was the dog a girl? Yeah. Chris, Christy. Yeah, I think she was. So this story is for my great friend Ben Straub and for my daughter Naomi King. Oh, and I kind of nice. love that he named two of the strongest characters after them. That's a lot better than than we have always lived in the castle. <laughs> yes. She's like, I named these characters after my children. Do you, do you think Stephen? <laughs> do you think Stephen King refers to it as the King's Iron? Ew. Uh, why? That was not a question. Next habit. I think he does. Ew. Yeah. Oh, God. Gross. Google's last name is King. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
Okay, changing the subject. Peter Murphy wanted to know, did you find anything about the way the story turned out surprising? And if so, what? Hmm, surprising. Well, I think the fact that Flag just got away was kind of surprising. I mean, not if you know that he's going to show up in other stories. Yeah, there wasn't total resolution mm -hmm. in that regard. It was kind of like a temporary piece, because you could assume that, okay, if he... Uh, did all this 400 years ago with Don Juan Diego, whoever that guy was called. That was not his name. He sounded Hispanic. Um, anyway, <laughs> that that it's going to reoccur is is how I feel. Um, I don't know if there's anything surprising. I I, I liked the the surprise of finding uh, the locket mm -hmm. and the note. That was really mm -hmm. good. A little bit of treasure hunt. Um, but, but no, I feel like it was a little bit formulaic. Um, I thought, again, I'm going to go back and say the thing I thought was surprising was how much time we spent with other people. Yeah. And when the setup is about the lives of Peter and Thomas. And, like, you know, Peter gets in prison and, like, he's just up there. So let's see what other people try to do. Um, you know, and then Peter's escape ended up, like, nearly killing him if they hadn't been there with all the napkins. Oh, it would have killed like, him. Yeah, it would, like... He would have died. Yeah. So, like, if, if if it had been Peter's story and nobody else, it would have been, like, Peter spent five years sewing a rope out of napkins. <laughs> he tried to climb out the window. They broke, and he died. Yeah. The end. Uh, but we got, to, we got to know a lot of people, and I, that was surprising to me, and I think that was a good direction that we... Mm -hmm. We, we got to know those people. Yeah. Well, on YouTube, in a healthy kitchen set, I was surprised that Thomas was the one to kill Flag. He did have a spine. And yeah, I th thought that was a great surprise at the yeah. end. So I don't think I can accurately answer this question because, like I said, I read it before, even though it was a long time ago. And while I did forget everything, as I read, it started to come back to me. And I started to remember, like, bits, like, right before they happened. Um, so nothing surprised me. <laughs> and I don't remember what... Like, 11-year-old Talia thought about this book, so... Well, like, Adam, when he was in... I read it before, but... Did you talk about <laughs> Well, you said 11-year-old Talia. Um, okay. So, like, 11-year-old uh, Adam, when he read this book, uh, when I when, when we picked it back up, and I'm like, we're going to read this, I was thinking, oh, yeah, this is Peter and Thomas and Roland and all that stuff. Because I didn't remember all the other people that we actually spent most of the mm -hmm. book with which again is why i thought that was so surprising and nice because i was like oh there's all these people and we didn't know um so peter murphy also asked what what would you like to read more about from this story i want to know when they catch up with flag yeah that that was my biggest one too is yeah. is is like oh but we could talk about that another time. And I was like, no, I want to know. I want to shoot know. in the other eyeballs. Well, um, we could, they could have easily had a sequel to this that follows just Dennis and Thomas, and, and that would have been great. Just give us a short story. Doesn't Stephen King write a bunch of those? Mm -hmm. Give me the short story where he shoots out Flag's other eyeball, maybe with a bracelet, get some accessories going. I want to see the whole thing. I want that story. I want to see Dennis be like the brave little butler. I love that relationship. I love that that's like... After feeling so alone all the time. Oh, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about how Thomas is so alone. This drunk, bow-legged kid. <laughs> where he asks his butler to, like, come and stay with him. And even though he'll, like, fall asleep on the couch. And so Dennis is like, I can't get on the bed. So he, like, sleeps in, like, the hearse or something. But, like, even through that weird relationship, they develop this 
gone. Mm-hmm. And like Thomas is still so scared to be alone. And Dennis is like, you know, I just he just wants to be there for him. And I want I want that buddy story. Yeah. Well, and on YouTube, in a healthy kitchen, also said Dennis was always strong and loyal. And yeah, he was. He was super solid. Kira has a good comment. Good kid. It's up on screen, but I can't read it. That's Ooh, kind of small. It's a little small. You want to read it? Yes. Kira says, for focusing so much on male characters, I was surprised King wrote that the dollhouse was the saving grace and that Peter was judged for showing his emotions. It was a nice couple of feminist points that pointed out it's normal for Peter to cry and him being allowed to play with the dollhouse instead of... Oh my God, I'm so sorry I messed that up. And him being allowed to play with the dollhouse instead of denied ended up saving him. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is more evidence that toxic masculinity helps. And also how much Pena, and in, in piggybacking on that, how much he like agonized over judging Peter just for crying. Yeah. Like, that always was weird to me. Well, his dad this just time, got like, like violently murdered. He's crying. What, that, how does that implicate him? I never he's really understood that. But like, yeah, I thought, I, I like the idea that like Peter's doing these sort of non-traditionally masculine things and like, it's it's fine, and I, I think I I like th- that's a good point that Kira brings up, and I like how, um, you know, Flag is is sinister and he's thinking all this big picture stuff. Yet it's the little things that unravel. Um, <laughs> 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 you know, it, the things that you can take for granted can make a difference, and I think that's just a good lesson in general. And I think that says something to the uh, supporting characters too, is that you know these people that you would they may not be you know a person of importance in society or but everybody can make a difference and even the little things can make a difference to change to make change every little yeah mm-hmm. like that tiny right little at a time so Thank goodness he knew how to knit yeah well he played with the dollhouse mm-hmm. a lot um going back to the story that we want after this there was a part where Peter gets sick and starts talking to ghosts and scares his jailer so bad that he leaves his post and eventually becomes a creep, a, ooh, a priest. And Stephen King says, this man's name was Curran and I may tell you of him in another story. I Googled it. He does not ever go back to that story. He said may. But that's basically a promise. <laughs> tweet at him. Everybody tweet at Stephen King and be like, give us Curran's story. Curran the priest. It got me excited. Like, I want to see Stephen King write a book about, like, a priest that used to be a, a jailer. I don't know. That could be interesting. But maybe set in this fairy tale world <laughs> and not, like, a super scary world. Because then I can't yeah. read that book. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Matt says, angry, insecure men. The stars it all up. The tale is old as time. Hmm. The star. You said it. Dan said he already tweeted and I him. Agree with oh, yes! thank you. <laughs> Give us current. Oh, okay. Dan Lafferty. Yes. On Facebook, you said, despite the fact that this book is straight up fantasy fairy tale, I think it contains one of the single scariest sentences Stephen King has written. And then you didn't say what that sentence was. Right. So tell us now. It's time. That was a Stephen King movie pulled right there. Well, I may tell you in a later date. Yeah. <laughs> now, now is the later date. Tell us now. Typey, typey. We're waiting. <laughs> the live stream now is all of us just going. Where is There's it? a bit of a delay. It's better not so. be clickbait. Mm. Matt says one of King's best characters is a priest. Well, if it's in a scary book, then I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, then Scott said something else about a priest. 
Carrie says, I think the point of why Pena uh, oh, 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 judged Peter for crying is the old mentality of boys don't cry. Mm. Yeah. Moving to the future. Okay, we're going to come back. We're waiting on you, Dan, though. Yeah. Don't you have some, don't you have some you tidbits? Dan? Yeah, I have some interesting facts. Is that your segue? Sure. Um, <laughs> and now, facts with Christy. Stephen King used her, he talked about napkins a lot in this book. In fact, he used the word napkin 99 times in this book. Mm, but not 100. Oh my God. No, almost. <laughs> but when he first started working on this story, the original title was The Napkins, which I think is, it makes a ton of sense. Oh, oh wait, Dan Lafferty. I may have oversold, but here I come, dear Peter, to chop off your head. Oh, that's true. It's so freaking blunt and factual. Yep. It goes just like what we were talking about earlier. It is also, it's the opposite of how he has always worked in the past. He's always so secretive and so in the shadows. Yeah. And now he's like all out here screaming up in that tower with a bloody face and that weird looking axe. If y'all saw the drawing in the book, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, can you I see the book? And his mouth, like why, did y'all see? It's like a profile. I love the drawing. And the mouth is like all the way up here. <laughs> he's got like blood on his face. You see the click in his mouth is like. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, here I come there, Peter. They didn't have the uh, pictures in the audio book, obviously. Um, <laughs> as spoiler alert, no, I won't say it. Never mind. Right, Christy, get, get so one. my other and last fun fact is um, one of Stephen King's inspirations for Misery was the reaction his fans had to this book because the fans totally rejected it because it was so outside what Stephen King normally does. And in Misery, the main character feels chained to the Misery books by his fans, and that was a metaphor for King feeling chained to the horror, or to horror fiction in general. And I thought that was really interesting and kind of sad. Hmm. Also, sorry, just confirming, yes, Frisky was a girl, so all of the best characters were female. Well, except for Dennis and Thomas and Ben. Not Thomas, oh gosh, Peter and Ben. <laughs> Tommy. You're finding the, the pictures? I'm finding the pictures. Keep talking. So this, Tuggy, Tuggy. this book was really interesting because Stephen King wrote it for his daughter and for himself. And then they did, I guess, after it was written, he did a short run of like a thousand that he sold for like over a hundred dollars a piece. And then there was like maybe a hundred that he had like specifically for friends and family. And then after that, like, I think maybe years, he got it officially edited and then... It, like went out for mass production mm. and I think that's really interesting the life of the book and the, the fact that the first thousand books sold for so much and I say it was pre-edited or it wasn't edited first the frisky was both sexes like he wasn't consistent at all in that uh, and then okay. I think frisky started as white and then the editor wanted him to change it to not white because for the pictures actually uh, white on yeah, snow yeah. wouldn't look as good huh. so just some interesting things look at him Face and look at his axe. You have to show the camera too. <laughs> this is Lucas <laughs> reacts to pictures. <laughs> this could be its own YouTube show. How, how close does he need to be? Am I just a little lower. Little lower. There you go. The mic's oh, been pinging. I know. There you go. Yeah, his mouth is weird, creepy. His mouth is real weird, but I, I know I'm not the only one who looked at the axe and had the thought that I thought. I was totally distracted by the axe, and I didn't even see his face when I looked at this. I, I will say, the the illustrator, I mean, uh, look, I'm, 
I'm not. You know what it looks like, right? I'm not the best illustrator, but I feel like if you're gonna be illustrating a Stephen King novel, you could probably step it up a little bit. Well, it's also for a young adult, but for his daughter. Look at these people. You, I don't like. I don't appreciate the way that you're holding that book. That doesn't belong to us. You see that? Like, look at those ugly people. Splitting the spot. Give me that. I'm looking at the pictures. Now, Christy and Tally are out of focus. There they are. I have not split the spine. You're gonna make wrinkles in it. God, did you see the the quote that Joe picked out that he thought was a creepy one? Angels may be saved from damnation, but human beings are less fortunate things, and for them, Look hell is always close. Oh, hey, yeah. I found uh, that's Peter's a, girlfriend. That's a good line. Here she is in the corner, and this knight is like, <laughs> hey. Dan says, I'm looking at the pictures. You're fire. holding it like a heathen. I am. Stop. 90 degree angle. I read good. 90. Now we have an episode of Talia and Lucas fighting for books. That is pretty ding, ding, ding. I'm not bending. How oh are you gosh. supposed to read the book? In a 90 degree angle. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's me. Back to Talia and Christy. Hi. Um. Gosh, did I have anything else? <laughs> Scott says, why so serious? Yeah, that's like a, his, it's like his face is like fish hooks, but on both sides. Um, the last thing I really had was, did Stephen King succeed in writing a fairy tale? I feel like this is all up to preference. That's like a really hard question. Well, because what I'm, do you think? Uh, well, me? Yeah, I dug it. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, thought it was fun. I feel like it definitely had the format of the fairy tale. Like, it had the voice of a fairy tale. And it also had, like, the the influence from, like, ghosts and and feelings, which I think you kind of get in a fairy tale. And you had, like, a prince, like, getting saved from a tower. I mean, there were a lot of fairy tale elements. I think it was a, a success. I there agree. dragons. Yeah. yeah. Princess. Yeah, magic and 400-year-old no, wizards. I think it's, it's harder for me to say, did he succeed? Because I haven't read anything else of his. So for me to... Well, just based on that. its own thing, no, was its, it a fairy tale? On its own tale? merit, yes. I think it's definitely a, a, a solid fairy tale. Um, I don't think I'll... Knowing that all of his other stuff is horror, mostly. I mean, I know Dark Tower kind of is a little bit more magical fantasy, maybe. But I uh, don't know how much more Stephen King I'll be reading. I would say it's a successful, successful fairy tale. Um Mostly because of the way, the, the whimsy in which it was told. Mm -hmm. I, think the, I think a good narrator, it's like, you know, Princess Bride. I think uh, I think that's a good a good way of looking at it and framing it. And it was definitely framed like a fairy tale. And I think, you know, there was, there's lessons to be learned, which isn't that, isn't that like a good thing of, of fairy tales? But uh, yeah, success. Mm -hmm. um, Kira says, oh, where'd it go? The whimsy of using the napkins definitely reminded me of quite a few classic fairy tales. Yeah. Kim says, I find it interesting that King is known as a horror writer, but some of his best work isn't horror, like Shawshank and Stand By Me. Mm -hmm. And Dan agrees and says he, it's frustrating to him that he gets labeled. I think it's just because, you know, that's, his name is so famously tied to these super scary things yeah. that are made into movies and so especially in pop culture that's what people associate him with you know like it and well and it's frustrating to you but i think it's also really frustrating to him because yeah. i think he i mean he obviously has the skills to be able to do other things and he 
gets shoehorned into it a lot. Well, can you imagine, like, if people assume, if they make the assumption and know, like, oh, Stephen King, he is a king, no pun intended, of writing <laughs> horror and, like, super scary stuff. And then he's like, well, I want to write. I want to write a Nicholas Sparks-esque love story. Maybe he just wants to write a really cheesy love story. Can you imagine how harshly that would be critiqued? Like, everyone would be ready to rip into that. And yeah. because it isn't what he's known for. So the stress that must come with that would be like, well, why would I even try when people are kind of picking me apart for it? I think that's why, obviously, they go with pseudonyms so many times. Yeah. yeah. The Genre jump. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. So Mascalisi said that uh, Hulu is adapting this as a series. Yeah. Did you know huh. about that? Yeah, sorry. That was my other trivia thing that I forgot to say. <laughs> Whoops. So, yeah, Hulu's making this into a series. That's he, fairly new information, so I don't think they have, like, any sort of dates yet. But they just, like, they made a deal to develop it. He's already, he's already offering his casting suggestions for Flag. He says, Tim Curry... That's flag. Look at these faces. Matt, these are the faces well. that are reacting to your Tim Curry suggestion. He's just not doing well. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a dream cast. Like in his okay. prime, holy crap, he's amazing. But he needs to let him retire. He deserves it. I think maybe he's ideally casting. Matt says everyone ripped J.K. Rowling's first non fantasy book. Um, if you're talking about a casual vacancy, that ripping was well-deserved and earned because mm, mic drop. it was terrible. Sorry. And by it was terrible, I'm making the assumption that it was terrible because I quit reading it twice. Uh, couldn't make it through. J.K. Rowling's going, ha, ha, ha. Oh, I know she didn't care. And I love Harry Potter enough to make up for it and pretend like that book didn't happen. Um, it's fine. Well, and people are saying that his short stories... Uh, the non-horror books that you're going to get from him are usually going to be found in his short stories. Hmm. I'm going to have to look into these. Mm -hmm. Scott's casting Alexander Skarsgård as Flag. Hmm. Is that the dad? No, it's Flag. For the stand. Well, he said he will be no, Flag for the stand. No, which Skarsgård? Oh, which Skarsgård is that? Confused. Alexander? No, Bill is the older one. I don't know. I don't know. He, but Scott says he will be for the stand. Is that the, is that the guy that was? Alexander is. Is he in the Martin? He was the True Blood one, right? Because I didn't know that. No, anyway, we'll get off on a tangent. I'll Google it later. All right, as y'all are typing up your last thoughts for Stephen King's The Eyes of the Dragon, just a little reminder that our book for next month is actually a graphic novel. Oh, it is. I, do I have it? Oh, you have it. It's Umbrella Academy. Oh, look at that mostly mystery bag. Yeah, it'll go in a box. It'll go in a box. <laughs> it is. There's this. actually prizes in there. Umbrella Academy Apocalypse Suite, which if you watch the live stream tonight and you haven't said anything, say something now so that uh, you can be entered into the drawing for this, which is totally random. And it includes this. And a bunch of other little nifty gifties that are in here that I can't tell you because that's the mostly mystery part. But it's a good it's super one. Cool. It's a good one. Not that they're ever bad, but I'm just it's a good one. Um, <laughs> it's super neat. So you can enter to win that. Yes. Ha. Use the one in True Blood. The one on YouTube just told me. Okay. Mm. Squirrel. 
squirrel. Um, so we will be doing Umbrella Academy next month. We'll have one discussion for it on Wednesday, December 18th. Because December is busy. We all got stuff to do, and it's okay. Um, what was that? It's next month's book. Don't forget to talk for the Mostly Mystery Box giveaway. We're thankful for all of you. We're Amen. thankful for Second and Charles for letting us set up all of our equipment in their store. And providing the Mostly Mystery Box. Mm -hmm. Yes, they provide all the goodies for y'all. They give you 20% off of your books that you can get, which right now you could technically get Umbrella Academy and Eyes of the Dragon. Um, if you hurry, you could get them both for 20% off. Um, also, they're just having like a bunch of really cool sales right now. Yeah, Black Friday is coming yeah, up. Yeah, they're doing like a buy two, buy one free. I don't want to say that buy wrong. Five, there's a really good deal five. on graphic novels. So if you want, you could probably go get all of Umbrella Academy. And the uh, video games are like buy one, get one half off, I think, except for Switch games. Anyways, so, you know, if you're really bored after you eat all of that turkey and gravy tomorrow and you want something to do, go buy you some books. Matt says, quick guys, food item you're most anticipating tomorrow on Thanksgiving oh, Go. food item. Christy. Oh, gosh. Um, all of it. I just want all of it. Mm. Gravy. I'm putting gravy on everything. Christy, your uncle makes a mean turkey, smoked turkey. Mm. It's yes. always pretty good. Yes, she put gravy on. It's really good. Our Yay. gravy's good, too. What's yours, Lucas? Um, we kind of had a, a... We had first Thanksgiving today with my family. So what I didn't get... I honestly, I didn't get turkey yet. We, we did kind of a non-traditional chicken mm. pot pie. And, oh, and uh, we're going to have some honey-baked ham tomorrow, too. So. Yeah, so, I don't like honey-baked yeah. ham. <laughs> what? <coughs> Adam, what are you looking forward to? What are you looking forward to, Adam? I'm a I'm a sides guy. I like mm. the, the dressings and the the mashed potatoes mm. and the green bean casserole and the sweet potato casserole. Yeah. And, deviled eggs. Uh, eggs. Yeah, that's usually like that's usually like a pre gaming kind of deal for us. Oh um, yeah, all the apps, all the snacks. Mm. I am have to go home and actually boil all the eggs tonight so I can make the deviled eggs tomorrow morning. I make really good deviled eggs. So, I put uh, candied bacon on top. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, thanks for, for spending it with your lit fam. Um, we're, we're happy to have you. We're very thankful for you. Um, like, not to be cheese balls, but yeah, we're all we're all really, really thankful for you. Because without y'all, we would just be talking to ourselves <laughs> about <laughs> these books. And the talk would only last five minutes. Um, well, and it's but, just amazing, like, the community that we have. And you guys are awesome. <laughs> You're also supportive. You're also smart. Honestly, like getting to see some incredible different opinions about the same content every single month is really, really eye-opening. And to have it all be done in a supportive and encouraging environment is something truly to be thankful for, especially in this day and age when it's really easy to not be supportive online. Um, we're all very thankful for y'all. So just remember, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. We're on all the things. Share all the things with your friends. Tomorrow when you're hanging out with your family, if they like to read, tell them about it too. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.